Nick, thanks for your time. I appreciate you doing this, man. Uh, how's uh, it, It's only been a month or so or a couple of months, I guess. How's the offseason going for you? Uh, it's been going great so far. Um, the first, I guess, month of it was pretty hectic just in uh, moving and, you know, from Toronto to the United States and uh, doing all that with a toddler was an adventure, to say the least. And of course, that and then simultaneously trying to prepare for the holidays and set up Christmas and all that. Uh, but then once it calmed down um, after the holidays, it's been uh, been great so far these past couple of weeks of the new year and being able to train and stuff. And uh, it's some nice weather has been great. Uh, the biggest story for you football-wise in the offseason has been the, the restructuring of your contract. Um, from what we understand, uh, pretty much close to the same money, but you got a, you got a little bit of an advance uh, in place of, of some money. Talk about why that was important to you and why that move was made. And, and how did the conversations get started between you and the Elks? Um, the, the conversations really got started between my agent and, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the management and the front office uh, people with the Elks, uh, you know, shortly after Chris Jones was hired and, um, you know, he started finalizing his coaching staff and um, some of the front office guys, stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was really important to me. And I think the, the biggest thing for me was just having some uh, you know, commitment to my place on the roster and just knowing that I have a home and somewhere to be. Um, because you never know when, whenever a new coaching staff, new GM comes in um, and you, you know, you made a contract with the previous team and, you know, I didn't have any money, um, you know, at that point against the 2022 cap and, you know, like most players. So you don't really kind of know where you fit in, um, you know, in the plans of the new coach and GM. And uh, just to kind of know that I'm in the plans to at least be on the roster to be able to come in and have that opportunity to compete for the starting job and, um, you know, to do that in May, that's, that was really big, big for me. So I, so now I know, you know, I'm an elk and, uh, you know, I have every opportunity here to come in and uh, compete for a job. Chris Jones has made it, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, an issue. He's been saying since he got the job, everyone's got to earn their job this year. Uh, everybody's coming to camp to compete. I know you don't want a job handed to you, but that's the important thing. It's just a, a commitment to know that you're coming to camp. You're going to get that opportunity to compete and kind of an opportunity you really didn't get at the end of last season after the trade. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, after the trade, when I got there, it was, um, it was a unprecedented situation and I'm sure very challenging for, uh, for Jamie and, and the staff there at the time for the Elks to, to navigate. Cause you know, there's three games in one week and we didn't have any days of practice during that entire week. So, you know, possibly time that I could have had in a normal season to, you know, have some practices and, and prepare me to maybe play a game or two we didn't have. And um, so, you know, I understood the situation and hadn't, you know, the troubles and the, that came with it of trying to get me in, but also trying to prepare to win games. And, um, you know, at that point, they just made the decision that they thought that Taylor and uh, Dakota gave us the best chance to win those games. And, and I thought they did really well. And I, I was really just happy to spend, you know, a few weeks with the team and getting to know the organization and the players in the locker room. And I felt like I built some good relationships in my short time there. You explained the situation, and it's all right. It was it would have been really tough to put you in, but at some point, where you just thinking like, "Come on, man, just throw me in. Just give me a give me a series. Let me dress or something." Yeah, I mean, always like the the competitor in me, of course, always feels like um, you know, if I'm on the field, I I give the team a good chance of winning, and there's things that I can bring to a team that um, you know can give a, 
put a team in a good chance to win the game at the end. And I always feel like if I have the ball in my hands, I can do something special with it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I try to look at the big picture and I try to take other people's perspectives and, you know, what they have to go through uh, into account. So I'm trying not to be too selfish in what I want myself. And um, I understood, you know, what needed to be done for the team. And uh, I understand the concerns for the coaches at the time of, you know, not wanting to put me in a, what seemed like to be an unfair position from their eyes of trying to throw me in with, uh, you know, little to no practice reps at all in the offense. All right. So you go through that weird week at the end of the year where you play three games in seven days and you don't play in those. Uh, the next week was probably pretty weird as well. After you signed a contract uh, with the team, a new contract for 2022, all of a sudden uh, after your exit meetings and everything, a, couple, a day later, uh, the general manager and the coach are fired. Uh, and I imagine that probably set up some alarms for you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, it was a shock uh, for sure. You know, when it first happened, because I just, uh, it happened, I think, two days after our last game or so. Um, it happened less than 24 hours after the offensive side of the ball, including myself, finished our exit interviews with the, uh, you know, with the GM and head coach and coaching staff. And um, so, you know, it, it was a surprise. But at the same time, I don't know if, you know, a situation, um, you know, in terms of staff and stuff could have worked out better in terms of who we hired and uh, how we went about the process of getting things done pretty quickly because, you know, my, my short time that I spent there in Toronto while Chris Jones was there, I think I was there for about a month, um, you know, after he showed up and before I got traded, uh, you can feel the impact that he made on the team right away. Um, and, you know, that, that mentality he has of everybody has to earn and compete for their job every single day. And I think that really kind of brought the best out of our defense. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, what he's going to bring, you know, to the team as a head coach. I've heard nothing but great things, um, you know, from him as a head coach, from players that have played for him. And I also had some great relationships that I built with uh, the offensive coaches there that were in Toronto who are now, you know, going to be running the offense in Edmonton. Chris Jones seemed to have that reputation. He's got that swagger. And, and it seems to me a lot of people believed, I don't know, from a player standpoint, from a fan standpoint, media standpoint, as soon as the Elks hired him, they're a better team because he's there. Yeah, because whenever, whenever Chris Jones shows up into your building, you know you all of a sudden are going to have one of the top, if not the best, defense in the league. And you know it's going to be a defense that creates turnovers, uh, makes quarterbacks uncomfortable, and that alone makes you a better team and you know, gives you a chance to win a lot of games when your defense can um, you know, limit points and give the offense extra possessions. Um, you're going to win a lot of football games. And so, you know, you're already a playoff contender at that point, just with him as your head coach and, you know, running the defense. Um, and then I feel like the coaches that he brought in on the offense side of the ball are great. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to, to dig into their offense and to see where we can uh, take this team. Tell me about your relationship with uh, both Stephen McAdoo and, and Jarius Jackson in Toronto. And, and how do you feel about them coming on board? Obviously you've already kind of expressed you're pretty excited about working with them again. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And honestly, my, my relationship with uh, Coach Jackson and Coach Howell, uh, the receiver coach, they, it goes back to uh, the 2018 offseason when they were in BC. And I spent some time there in the BC mini camp. And I first got to know them and build a relationship with them there. And then I've continued to kind of just talk with them, you know, after and before games um, since I came in the league uh, when we played BC and stuff. And then just being in the building with them and Coach McAdoo. Um, you know, for the whole training camp and season in Toronto, uh, you know, I don't know if I could have 
had a better relationship with a coach than I had with, with them. Um, you know, their approach they have to the game and they're very detail oriented and, you know, they know how to get the job done. And, but they also have a, you know, a respect for the players and the way they can communicate with the players and relate, but also, you know, have high expectations, but do it in the right way. Um, you know, it's been a tremendous relationship that I've had with them and I'm really looking forward to spending more time with them. Um, you know, in the same building, I'm excited to, to get in there every day knowing that they're my coaches. Uh, can you, I don't know if you're a guy who looks back at things or looks forward more, but uh, look back at the, the year with Toronto, um, I guess the three quarters of a year, whatever it was, I, it didn't turn out. I don't think the way anybody expected, uh, you know, when you signed, uh, when you, when you signed, everyone thought, Oh, he's back with Ryan Dinwiddie. Uh, they're going to reconnect again. Uh, it just didn't seem to work. Have you, have you, have you thought about what didn't happen to help that work and, and how you can improve yourself moving forward and what, what the lessons were learned from that experience in Toronto? Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I just, um, you know, got from the season and just continue to move forward with is um, just how to keep working and, and be a good teammate and um, trying to find new ways to lead and find new ways to help the team win. Um, you know, my role on the team was constantly changing from the time I signed to the time I was traded and, you know, throughout training camp after I got hurt and, you know, I only participated in three days of training camp, uh, you know, before I was sidelined until the season started. And um, so, you know, just going from that to then playing and starting uh, to then being a backup and, you know, just trying to find different ways, um, you know, within my role to help the team win and to be supportive of, uh, you know, Mac and, you know, whoever was playing quarterback. Um, that was just a new experience and, um, you know, had his challenges mentally, but also, you know, I think I learned a lot about myself and, and just continuing to, um, you know, fix any mistakes or any uh, weaknesses that I felt like were in my game that didn't allow me to perform to, um, you know, my standards, um, you know, at times. But I also feel like there were some pretty good performances and I did some good things on the field, you know, from my first start against Winnipeg um, to my last against Saskatchewan, where uh, there's a lot of things to build on and things that, um, you know, I can continue to, to bring to this next season. The last couple of years, uh, Calgary, Ottawa, Toronto, Edmonton, uh, how do you, can you sum that up what it's been like for you and your family? Um, it's, it's been a, uh, kind of a roller coaster of, of moving and from place to place. And, you know, you just kind of start to feel, um, like a nomad around the league and like, you don't have a home. And, um, I think, Honestly, I don't think we were in ever in one place for more than for 12 months. So um, of since we left Calgary. And so now having this home in Edmonton and, you know, this opportunity to really make this place, um, you know, right for my family is really important for us. You know, now that we have our daughter and, um, you know, we want to be able to settle down and have some stability, not just in our career, but just in our home life and, you know, where we are. Um, you know, it's really important and just drives me every day to know that I have the opportunity now to make that reality, um, you know, make that come true with the work that I put in and, you know, being able to hopefully earn the, the starting job and just compete, you know, this training camp. You had uh, a lot of success in 2019, I guess it was in Calgary when, when Bo Levi Mitchell got hurt. You stepped in and, and won some games and played well. How do you recapture that now, um, three years later after the Nomad years you've had? How do you get back to 
where you were in 2019 in 2022? Uh, well, you know, honestly, hopefully I can surpass from what I was in 2019. You know, I feel like I'm a better quarterback now. I feel like I was a better quarterback in 2021 during that season than I was um, then. I feel like one of the biggest advantages that kind of played into me having the success I did in 2019 was having the full off season in California that I had leading up to it. Um, being able to be in an environment, um, you know, being around a lot of professional football players uh, from the NFL, from the CFL, a lot of top college players and free agents around, uh, around my area to where I had a, a phenomenal training environment from January through reporting to training camp in May. And I feel like that played a big part in my development, um, you know, me being ready to take that opportunity in 2019. And that's something that I didn't have, um, you know, just due to COVID and, um, you know, leading into the 2021 season. I don't think anybody had a great off-season training environment uh, during those that year and a half we had off. So now here being back in California again, being in the warm weather, um, already training with guys like Winston Rose and throwing one-on-ones against him a couple of times this past week um, with some different pro receivers. It's already, I know, going to uh, be a much better off-season than I've had in the past few years. And uh, free agency's coming in a month. Uh, have you thought about uh, your receiving core? Uh, right now, there's a lot of guys aren't signed here. Uh, you don't really know what that's going to look like. Uh, are you, do you get anxious through this uh, this stage, wondering who your, who your primary targets are going to be when the season does start? Uh, not, not too much. I mean, I know uh, just from the teams that Chris Jones has built in the past, I know that whoever we get, it's going to be good. Um, you know, I know we're going to build a really good roster and a really good team. Um, you know, Jones has done that everywhere he's gone from, you know, Edmonton to Saskatchewan. And uh, so I'm honestly just excited to see who we sign because um, I imagine it's probably going to be people I'm not even expecting or, um, you know, whatever the case may be. I know we're going to have good receivers to throw to a great offensive line. Uh, we already have, you know, uh, Beard leading the offensive line, and that's going to be great. Um, you know, I know our running back and our defense are all going to be excellent. So I'm just excited and, and looking forward to seeing, um, you know, who we sign and how we build this roster.